right, all right, all right. All right, so the last couple times I've done this, I thought I had music playing. I had no music, all right? So this is kind of cool. This is what I want. I want a place where uh, it's worship, a little bit of teaching, a little bit of discipleship, a little bit of discovery, a little bit of prayer, right? So uh, this week, amongst everything that's been going on in my life, I've been thinking about a white season. I don't know if I meant to think about the white season or a white season. Um, I think actually my notes uh, were uh, written wrong. Something went wrong with my notes. And I might have said something like the right season, but it came out the white season, right? Because I'm talking to my phone sometimes. And the Lord put it on my heart to operate in this season with expectancy, with great expectancy, um, with a hope and understanding that this season um, is a season where things are being opened up. So that means that people are um, having revelations, things are being revealed, um, things are happening to systems, as we've talked about before. And the Holy Spirit is revealing himself. Um, God is revealing himself to his people. Now, the thought went like this, and I'll have to read it out because I don't want to get it wrong. I hope you guys like this. This is Hillsong. It's a fresh wind. Pull your spirit out. All right. So maybe I'll get something a little softer on while we do this. You guys check out a little hill song. Later on, I'll put on a little bit of Brooke Liggerwood. She came out with two new tracks last couple weeks. So I hope this is coming through. And we're going to do something like this. While we go deep, let's see if I can find my playlist. It's got to be the right one. All right, here we go. All right, I hope you guys are ready for this. All right, so we'll just settle in for a moment. Yod, hey, Vav, hey is the way that I enter in. And I, you know, I'm... I'm taking this from my boy, uh, Justin Paul Abraham, all right? This is something that a lot of people do when you come into a teaching. You just center, you just break away from the world for a little bit, and you center into God, coming to the heart of the Father, coming to the heart of peace, coming to the heart of joy, and most importantly, thankfulness. That's not one of the seven, uh, seven spiritual gifts, uh, but... Thankfulness is something um, that opens you up to being content, not having any needs, not having any wants, because everything is being met by the Father. We're being completed in the Father and through the Father and with the Father. So as we're here, sitting here, wherever you're at, podcast, on the road, sleeping even, perhaps maybe this, is, this can encourage you for the next season. So 
This is, in my opinion, a time where people experience love through forgiveness, the signs and wonders that accompany a release of life, the provision of needs in a desert time. The water being poured out right now is quenching the thirst of those who have been crying out regardless of their environment or position with the Lord. He is pulling his people, pulling his creation, pulling them from wherever they've been, wherever they are. And thus, this is how a move of God begins. When people have visions like they're having out in the Middle East of Jesus, when you have your needs met, and you get a manna in the desert. You become a person and a group of people collectively that understand that someone outside of your time and space was looking out for you. Increasing life, bringing provision, whatever it might be. And the Lord is astoundingly doing that. Uh, some of our um, our blueprint for that comes uh, from the Israelites that were in the desert. They cried out for food. They cried out for provision. They cried out for God. Now, obviously, that moment of time, you know, they took they, some marks off on them. They built a golden calf. Um, they tried to take man on an extra day, and uh, it rotted. And essentially, they complained while being in the desert. <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them did. And some of them didn't make it into the promised land. Not even Moses made it into the promised land because he was angry or an angry man. He got really mad and um, he didn't trust God. It's all good, though. So right now in this season, it's very clear that he's not operating by way of the law anymore. He's not operating by religion. See, even with those Israelites, there were things that they had to do to almost re, uh, gain entryway into the blessings now obviously we there's things we do we operate in peace and patience we operate in being aligned with the lord but there's something that happens when god comes into our time and space no matter what and blows our doors off right now for you you're listening watching hanging out whatever it might be you might be a little different you might not be waiting around for god to show up you might be asking and hungering for the lord you might be praying and fasting He's, he's out for you too, okay, wherever you're at. He's coming for you. He's coming to you, all right? So what's happening is there's a heart posture that the Lord is watching, and he has his angels watching. They call him watchers sometimes. Um, interesting part in the Bible um, that I wanted to I get to, was a time uh, in the beginning where wisdom was being sent out and wisdom was looking for a place to lay. Wisdom was looking for people, uh, groups of people that would not just adhere to, but glorify the Lord by way of an observance of his goodness and his greatness. Not so much a God... That's to be feared um, because he's going to smite you, right? That's a Greek way of thinking. We'll get to that. But it's a good God that wants to bless you no matter what. Now, obviously, there's more blessing the more you're aligned with the Lord. 
But I, I believe that there's people being touched right now because if the Spirit's being poured out on all the earth and there's a great revelation coming to the earth, right? It's going to come first from the ones that have arised, they shine, they're willing to put in the work, go into the fire, say no to a culture, say no to Babylon ways, Greek ways, Greek thinking. And we'll get to that. What you're seeing behind me is actually uh, Metatron's cube. And I've seen Metatron's cube. Where I saw it, it was Jesus' cube and it was three-dimensional. This is uh, almost a 2D look at it. But what it is, it's Metatron's cube. Metatron is an angel. Metatron is an angel watcher who um, has been tasked to watch over certain things, times and seasons. And even on top of that, if you look at that Metatron cube, it's in the stars, right? Now, I don't have it up here, but I'll, I'll tell you, if you look it up, Google it, Gospel in the Stars. And this is just one sighting, one sign of what God's doing. Many other signs are coming, but this is something I want to point to. The stars have been proclaiming something was going to happen for a long time. And what I mean by that is that the Lord had been talking to people for many years before even we have this quote-unquote modern-day understanding of the stars. Now, we've gotten it all wrong, I believe. Not all of it, but we've gotten a lot of it wrong. And what's happening is now we're coming to understand a little bit better, not just by uh, looking into the stars and and, um, understanding its creation, but by looking at science, looking at what's been happening with our times, You can look at all the different systems and how they're interacting and you can tell something's happening, right? So people that are in politics, people in education, people that are um, uh, honoring um, all the different systems, politics, money, commerce, business, you've been placed there for a reason, right? You've been placed there to, first off, uh, be a conduit, be the love of the Lord, but also be the presence, be the ark, be the temple, right? Now, an effective temple, an effective ark, the body of Christ is more effective when we understand what's going on. I believe our understanding of our lives, our understandings of possessions, understanding of this earth, all have to change. All have to come into a new understanding um, by way of the body of Christ. These things that we're looking at now, they've all been analyzed and looked at and shuffled through by people that aren't even Christians. And so to some degree, we're getting information as Christians uh, by way of the New Age, by way of uh, Wikipedia, and by way of CNN and Fox News, right? So I'm going to show you this real quick. I think it's coming up on the screen. And this is a little picture. Um, They actually used pictures. It's not as elegant and artistic. I might pull up another one later, but 
This is basically um, a picture of how we understand uh, the zodiac. And uh, some of these pictures you'll rep uh, you'll see uh, that make sense to you. Some of them don't. But if you start down um, with Virgo, right, and you look at the line of Judah, you look at uh, right down there, it looks like Jesus pouring out water. And um, very importantly, you see those two Pisces fish. And you guys seen the uh, Chosen chosen documentary, or Chosen show, rather. Uh, you see little fish flying around or swimming around in the beginning of the, the show. Now, Pisces, um, interestingly enough, was not just a sign. It actually named an age. Jesus talks uh, many times about ages to come, right? Now, the Hebrew uh, actually will uh, translate ages as worlds, systems, and times, right? It's not just an age. So an age is not just a day or a week. It's a, not just a season. It's a great length of time where things are happening and transpiring. However, oddly enough, they're transpiring in time and in line with some things that have been shown to us as a people of God, but even more importantly to a people of God that are righteous before him without a word of God and without um, any sort of written uh, context for rule and regulation. I'm talking about Enoch. So a lot of Hebraic folks, a lot of Hebraic people, uh, rabbis, uh, from the first couple centuries even of Christianity, even way before that in Judaism. The Judaic approach understands the stars to be named by Enoch and his father, maybe. That to understand what was going on, they were giving visions, given understanding of the future. The book of Enoch lays a lot of that out, him hunt, hunt, uh, hanging out with angels, right? And I go back to this Metatron cube. That's Metatron's cube. Metatron is an angel, one of many angels set forth by the Lord to watch and, and be um, uh, to care for or help assist. Right. There's many angels, different uh, persuasions, I guess you could say, um, and different tasks that they're given. And this angel is highly uh, connected with ascension and travel and time. Another angel or other angel sightings we see are uh, the Merkaba or the chariot that Ezekiel saw and rode. The Merkaba can also be, also be possibly uh, seen if you look at Elijah. He rode on a chariot of fire, right? That's called an ascension. Why is this important? It's important because that was brought by way of an intense closeness with the Lord. Some of the closeness comes by way of knowing God in his ways and knowing what he's doing in the earth. You can activate an energy, activate a power just by understanding that the Holy Spirit wants you to move in a certain direction. Sometimes that's all it takes to have a door opened up is a hunger and a willingness to place yourself within the flow of the Holy Spirit. So even now, if there's things that you've been thinking about doing, you've had passions of writing passion to starting a podcast or whatever, a ministry at church, something within your local expression. The Holy Spirit wants to provide a way for you to do that. Sometimes it's your eyes, not your eyes, eyes, but your heart eyes, right? The Holy Spirit eyes that's being um, 
fired up in you to see not just what's here in this natural realm, but what's going on in the spirit realms and what God is doing all over the earth in this time, the times before and the time to come. So we learned some of that by way of looking at what I just showed you here, right? The fish, the Pisces age was entered in when Jesus came in. Even before that, you had the Ram age here by, uh, represented by the tribe of Gad. The Ram age was a time of, of war. That's where you see in the Bible, Abraham went out to war. Abraham slayed the kings. And, you, and would you believe that one of those kings that he slayed was Nimrod? Nimrod's an interesting character. Nimrod, we get that saying, don't be a Nimrod. Nimrod was actually a mighty man, a mighty hero who uh, transfigured into a giant by way of those angels, evil angel watchers. And he was taking over a lot of that area. However, Abraham killed Nimrod and many other kings, right? So look at Genesis. It's, um, it's called the Nine Kings and... Uh, uh, it was actually before I think he might have been given the, the name Abraham. But Abram or Abraham killed nine kings, right? And it's documented, not just in the uh, Bible, but in other places. But after after Abram's return from the defeat and slaying of some king's name who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him with them. That is the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, later called Jerusalem, brought out bread and wine. That's a little theophany. That's a little too much, but you know, I just want to let you know that um, what the what these brothers and sisters were getting and understanding um, in their time and age, some of it was being informed by what God had put into the stars. So this information of this ram, there's this age. Abraham's Abraham uh, is a part of the, uh, the ram age, time of war and bloodshed, and and God coming in and um, in some ways cleansing some of what was going on, which is. Basically implanting Israel into the space, his righteous people, to change um, a a time that was perverted. Much like uh, Noah's time and Elijah's time, right? Where they were the two righteous people that could be found uh, wanting the Holy Spirit or wanting uh, God or wanting anything to do with Yahweh. So it's the same over and over again, right? I think it's different now, though. There's multitudes of people who will be um, uh, these... uh, Deborah's and these Elijah's, right? We always have it every five years. This is the Elijah generation or uh, this is the such and such generation. You know, this is the generation where uh, the Holy Spirit is just fallen and people are going to be in love with Jesus, going to be in love with uh, doing the work of Christ. Let me get this off here. And doing, um, uh, operating in the things of God. It's just going to be so fun. And we're going to be inspired not just by uh, the word of God. We're going to be inspired by new understandings, right? So every 2,000 years, if you look at this ram, these ages, it's every 2,000 years. So you see here, this ram came in with Abraham. And then 2,000 years later, you have Jesus coming in with this age of Pisces. And all the Christians, would you know it, they call themselves little Christs. That's what the Romans gave them as a name, actually. So they were just followers of Jesus. They had no name, no title, or no place that they had to be at. They typically worshipped in the synagogues. And as this Pisces age came in, a lot of those practices, those Jewish practices that came in with that Ram age, the law, right, they are falling away. If you can understand, when two doors, one door opens and one door closes, it's a very slow 
process. And we're talking about ages. We're talking about 2,000 years. At the gap of that 2,000 years, we might be talking about 100 years or 200 years, right? So in the midst of this, this changing, we're getting more. More is being revealed. More is being added to the frequency of love that God wants to spread throughout the earth. What we're coming into now is we're moving out of this Pisces age, right? Now, most people think that, you know, uh, you're looking at the stars, you're under astrology. Not the case. An astrologist understands their life by where the stars. A son of the most high understands the signs and times, right? A little bit of difference. Because under Yahweh, under Yeshua, you're over those stars, over the skies and the moons, all right? So they're, they're there for us. We're not to put, them, put ourselves under them. They're not to give us, um, you know, uh, some ascenders connect with some stars. Uh, some of you beginners, I wouldn't mess with that. Uh, can get quite interesting spiritually. Tangling with celestial beings that you know not of that might be a little weird, right? However, this Pisces age is important to understand that that Pisces is actually supposed to represent one fish going one way and another fish going the other way. That's why in that chosen show, those two, those fish are going in different directions. And over time, it's added to the number. I wish I could show it to you, but you'll watch it and you'll see at the beginning, there's one or two blue fish. And then over time, they start to go the opposite direction, counterclockwise. And more blue fish are added as... Uh, there's a continuance of that swinging motion. Right? More is added to the number. More is added to the fold. Sounds very similar to uh, us in Acts 2 even, in Joel 2 too. Many, uh, many, uh, the Spirit was poured out and many came that day. I think it was 3,000 the first day. Christianity, right? 3,000. Can you imagine? It's 3,000 people understanding that there was something holy going on. There's fire, a loud sound, people speaking in tongues in many languages that they knew not of except for the people that were speaking those languages, right? So there's two people uh, that are Pisces. There's people that will catch the fire, and there's people that will go clockwise by the clock by star time. Star time, all that refers to is the fact that we're doing our time by way of the sun. Our time is sort of based by a Gregorian calendar in the Western world, uh, the Asians use a different calendar, which is called a lunar calendar. They go by the moon. Either way, it's a concept of time that's being kept here on earth, not a concept of time that's being kept in heaven, not a concept of time that's being kept in a distant planet, which would be different than our time, right? So imagine this for a second. If we're operating in this time, in this age, and God's put things in the stars that will dictate to us that not only are we pulling out of a Pisces age where two people, two different types of people will roam the earth and some will honor him and some will fall to the, the prince of the air. But now we're coming into a time that's way more interesting. It's called the time of Aquarius. So the Aquarius age right now, we are not Aquarians. You know, we're not here to sing Kumbaya and run around in fields without clothes. Unless you're John the Baptist, you have no excuse to be running around with camel clothes on and eating honey, okay? You got to take care of yourself. What I'm getting at is the time is, uh, time is coming where everything's being poured out. Now, I showed you that little information earlier. I, I, that was a little segue. 
The reason why I said that, though, is because this has already been spoken of in the stars. The Hebrews understood the stars, but then the Greeks and the Muslims and the Asians, uh, predominantly the Chinese, understood what was happening in the stars. The Greeks didn't get an understanding of what was happening until they translated information from uh, Hebrews, Aramaic, uh, 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 a piece of information, and the Chinese. So once you know it, the Greeks perverted what was going on in the stars and they created some sort of pseudo-zodiac uh, system that has nothing to do with the story that was put out in the stars. Now, more importantly, I will say here, let me see if I can get one with some little constellations, some stars popping up here. I just wanted to show you something here. Da -da 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 -da. Save image as. What I'm getting at is that not only do you get a story of something being done in the stars and, you know, something ref referencing Jesus and water being poured out, you know, stuff happening. You get all that, right? But there's something even more interesting. These stars all have um, names, Hebraic names, which all mean uh, very important things um, when you look at the word of God and um, what he says about um, this time, this time and age, right? So, uh, you know, these stars aren't named on here. But I'll tell you what, man, if you look at uh, some of these stars, they have, uh, sorry, these constellations, they're made up of many stars, right? So some of them don't really refer to the shape or idea of, of what is uh, known to be the constellation. But if you look at, for instance, uh, Virgo, Right, and it's supposed to be a woman holding up um, wheat, I guess, signifying a, a virgin harvest, a harvest by way of a virgin. The brightest star in her constellation um, would would be translated something in the Hebraic language referring to the love of God, the star of God, something like that, right? And... Um, those are important. The names are important. If translated correctly, you get the real understanding of what God was trying to tell his people and what was coming and what would, trans, uh, what would transpire in the future. Now, this is very important because what happens is if a people understand what's coming in the future, understand what type of age we're in, understand the time and the seasons, it gives you a hope, gives you expectancy, gives you, um, uh, uh, gives you a fire, Gives you a courage. So I'll get more into this later on. This has been 20 minutes. This is just an intro. Um, I'm going to do a prayer to this actually. But this is just an intro. And I want you guys to start thinking about the fact that you are a part of a story. Now you have choices to make to where uh, this story can play out. But there's many paths and many doors that are being opened up right now. And it's up to you to start thinking about where you're going. What are you doing? Who are you serving? Why are you serving? Now, a lot of you are serving the Lord. You go to church. You go to your Bible studies. All that good stuff. I want you to start thinking about this season, this age, and its depravity over people. Right? The current age is depraved. The age to come is going to be more expressive of God's order and his love. Okay? All right. So, that's it. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to bid you farewell. I want you guys to move in peace, move in love, 
and uh, start asking Holy Spirit what it is this season holds for you because this season has been set forth. Things are set in motion already. You got to get in the flow of grace. All right, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, And there'll be more to come.